The reading this morning is from our book of the month, The Dynamic Laws of Prosperity. And if you haven't picked it up yet, there's still some, right, Laura? No, they're all gone. Well, then come and listen every Sunday and get the message if you missed out. <laughs> all right, today we're go I'm going to read to you about you always use the law of increase or decrease. And as we know, the law of decrease is being used a lot more than increase. So hopefully this story will lift you. All normal people are seeking an increase in food, clothes, better homes, more beauty, knowledge, leisure, pleasure, luxury, more satisfaction in their work, more increase of good in everything. And rightly so, for it is our divine desire. Thus, the normal desire for increased good should not be condemned or suppressed. It is, a, it is divine and can be lifted to divine levels of expression through the spiritual laws of prosperous thinking. How wonderful to use the law of increase rather than the negative law of decrease. When people criticize, condemn, and belittle others, they do not realize that through the law of mind action, they are asking for the same things to happen to them. Never waste your time giving yourself or others the thought of decrease. Like bread cast upon the water, what you send out comes back to you multiplied, and it will produce corresponding experiences in your own life. During a steel strike, two professional men proved the power of the law of increase. One, a chiropractor, refused to talk hard times or listen to such talk from his patients. Even though his office and much of his practice was located in the strike area not far from the steel mills, he constantly talked increase, prosperity, and success. One night, he attended a monthly meeting of the local chiropractors' association. Most of the men present described what a tough time they were having in their practice because of the strike. Finally, someone asked him about his practice, and he amazed the group by replying, My practice has never been better. I refuse to talk hard times during a steel strike or any other time. I have found that the power of prosperous thinking can change all that. A lawyer in the strike area also used the law of increase during the same period. His associates in the legal profession were constantly declaring how bad business was and that their practice was off. This man decided that to avoid falling into that limited state of mind thought, he had better be firm in his thinking. In his spiritual mind treatment, he affirmed, I am trusting that I am being provided new prosperous clients whom I may, who I may serve. At this time, he had four big corporate corporation clients who were his largest channels of income. Soon three of these corporation clients were giving him more business than the steel mills ever had. Thus he was richly provided for during a period when almost everyone else was talking the law of decrease and getting that result. That's the reading this morning. Thank you. Would you like to stand? And we'll sing Reverend Patrick's song this morning. And think of him. In this very room, there's quite enough love for all the earth. And in this very room, there's quite enough joy for all the earth. And there's quite enough love and quite enough power. very room, in this very room, 
And as we stand together in community and in love with a heart that is open, a mind that is open, we know that spirit calls us. That yearning in our heart to be more, to have more, to walk in a higher place is spirit calling us that spirit within that knows the truth that we are truly magnificent that we are here to bloom to share our gifts with the world to be the magnificence in life and so I claim that truth today I know that this service is one of inspiration is one of magic is a spirit experience. Knowing that, I place this word with absolute faith and trust into the law, knowing the law can only say yes, and together we say, and so it is. I look at the time and I see that the next speaker I could talk about for probably five minutes and give you a fabulous, and give him a fabulous intro. He is someone that we love here at the center and he brings this consciousness of power and of magic and empowerment with him wherever he goes. We saw him at the gala. He speaks to thousands and thousands of people and he truly walks the talk of this teaching. May I introduce to you the truly amazing Mr. Wayne Lee. Good morning. It's absolutely amazing to see all of you that have come out on this cold day. I even had a thought. I, I uh, got to bed about 2 o'clock. I was doing a show last night. And uh, I got up and I was dreaming and I thought my gosh, I can sleep for some more hours here. And then I realized I had to be here today. So I rushed down here and I thought, you know, I wonder how many people are going to be here. And now I see all of you. So thank you very much for coming. Now, I always like to warm up with a little bit of magic since Catherine said I do a little bit of magic. And I really believe that life is magic. So who has never seen the show that I put on, the hypnosis show? Okay, a few of you. Okay, and uh, Michael, you were, you've never seen the show, right? So we're going to work a little bit of magic with you. This is just to warm everybody up, warm myself up, and, and connect with everybody. So you ready? Say yes. Good. Now I'm going to send you a thought. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to send you a thought uh, regarding a card and a deck of cards. I do this quite often. Sometimes I don't get it right, but today I feel on. And hearing your amazing voice and music, uh, you're on today too, so we're going to connect. Okay, so Michael, on a count of three, when I snap my fingers, what I want you to do is I want you to think of a card in a deck of cards. I'm going to send you a thought, but don't uh, think about that too much. Just think of any card you want. You ready? You got it? Good. Do you know why I snap my fingers? No, it just looks good. <laughs> now, you got your card. Now, Michael, most people that I ask think of the ace of spades or the queen of hearts. Did you think of one of those? You're special. <laughs> now, because I need your help with it, I always bring a deck. Come on up. Give Michael a big round of applause. I'll get you to stand right here. I'm going to get you to hold the mic as well. 
Now, what card did you, you can put it up here, so up to my voice, here we go. What card did you think of? What card did you actually? Uh... Three, three of clubs. Three, that's what I thought of, too. That's the card that I sent to you. <laughs> now, you're not buying that, are you? No. Wow, magic works. <laughs> Thank you, Brown. <laughs> now, you said the three of clubs. Now, the card that I thought of that I actually sent to you is the card that I reversed in this deck. You could have said any card you wanted, but I reversed a card in this deck. So three of clubs. Yep. Take out the one and only card. Where is it? I reversed one card in the whole deck. Take it out, flip it over, look at it, and then show everybody. That's the three of clubs. <laughs> awesome job. Give him a big round of applause. The power of thought. Now, why do I do that? Just to entertain you, first of all, and to show you that anything really is possible. Now, I got the most amazing Christmas gift in the world, and it came a little bit early. October 21st, my baby daughter, Ivy, was born. She was born at 718. Thank you. And it was absolutely amazing. Now, what I'm not telling you, though, is the process that led to the birth. Nicole, my wife, and that she'll be here later today, she was uh, in the hospital 24 hours before she was induced and she went into labor. So that night, we thought, okay, everything's going pretty well. Uh, when the labor started, she got into the room there and she went into the, the shower and she must have stayed there for about an hour in continual pain. The contractions were so, so intense. I was there with her. The nurse came in, nurse saying, can you get out now because we've got to take your pulse? And she was just grinning, going, get out of here. How many of you have had a child before? Okay, so you can relate. How many of you have, know a child? Okay, so you can relate. So I'm there with her, and she's in utter pain, and I just felt for her. And I said, geez, I'm just going to support you. I'm going to support you in anything that you need at this point. So then she gets out, and she lays down on the, on the, uh, the bed, and she continues the process of contractions. And I said to her, I said, would you like drugs? She said, drugs, good, yes. So she took some drugs, and that definitely helped the pain. Now, this was in the Grey Nuns. So the Grey Nuns, they do about 500 births a month. So this particular night, they were so filled up that there was no nurses uh, that were coming to take her over to, to switch her into the birthing area. We were sort of in the, in the uh, uh, I guess it would be the, what would be the medium area of, of getting there. So finally, they move her over, and she wanted an epidural. So she takes the epidural, and she was in, definitely in relief. I'm like, goodness, that you, you know, thank goodness that you did take that. And then for the next 12 hours, she dilated to 7 centimeters. So we thought, wow, we're going to have the child. We're going to have the child. And the doctor checks her out. And she didn't progress any further. So the doctor says, looks like we're going to have to do a C-section. So we went in, and 10 minutes later, we had baby Ivy. So it was absolutely remarkable. We didn't even know it was going to be a, a girl. It was a surprise. And they pulled out the baby, and they said, it's a, a girl. So we looked at each other, and we were both really surprised. And the, the point of the whole story is this, is that it's the epitome of creation, the epitome of Having a child is like having any, any wonderful creation that you can think of, whether it's focusing upon uh, bringing wealth into your life, 
bringing a relationship into your life. And the interesting thing was is that we wanted that child to be born, but we had no idea how hard it was going to be. And for Nicole, the process of actually having Ivy, 24 hours, I call it the whole enchilada. She got every experience that she could have in having the child. And interestingly enough, that it, that's all about persistence. And that's what the talk is titled today, is the power of persistence. The power of never giving up, continuing, and making sure you resolve. Making sure that you continue to go forward. Now, how many of you have ever had anything really challenging in your life and you felt like quitting? Okay, how many of you actually quit? And we've all done that. And I'm going to tell you a couple little principles of how you can create more success in your life. They're the principles that I teach when I go to my seminars, when I go to my workshops, and even in my hypnosis shows, I actually teach people how to do this. But it's not the principles that count. What counts is your attitude bringing those principles to life. And persistence is going to be one of the most important attitudes that you can carry. Persistence is resolve, never giving up, continuing to go forward. Now, you may have heard that in the news today, there is a lot of talk about the recession. You may have heard that. And you've also heard about the economy, of how the economy is at a low right now. So my question is, are you buying into that or not? Because if you do buy into it, it'll become your reality, your truth. And the hardest thing is to disregard all the stuff, all the distractions out there that can pull you from being focused upon what you want. Because everything does start in thought in regards to focusing upon what you want. You're going to grow that. So if you're focusing upon what the media is telling you and you're buying into that, then you're going to get more of that. And it's easy to get distracted and to say, it's not going to work out. It's not going to work out. In fact, I'll show you how easy it is to get distracted. I need all of you to pay attention and to uh, play along with me. This is all about concentration. So I want all of you just to make a circle with your right hand like that. If you do that, don't do this, I'll come and get you. Okay, take that circle and put it on your chin just like this. You're right, yes, some people are, yeah. How, how many of you actually did have it on your cheek? Be honest now. Okay, and, and then some of you actually caught yourself and then you put it, put it there and you didn't think I caught you doing that. Now, it's so easy to get distracted because of what's out there, all the media messages, all of the continual bombarding of what's going on out there, what's going on out there. And if you buy into that, then you will start to be pulled in that direction. So you're looking at them, or are you actually grounded in your own thoughts of what you want? Because everything does start in, in thought. And when you start to focus upon what you want, you get more of it. In fact, there's three steps that I just want to go over briefly with you, and then I'm going to do a little visualization with all of you at the end, because I really believe it's powerful. I know it's powerful, and I, t I do teach people this in every presentation and every show that I'm at. And I call it the GPS of life. The GPS of life. And this is about how you can manage your mind for success. Now, GPS, you're familiar with the GPS system, navigational system? Okay, so when you program in your desired destination, the GPS will calculate where you are to where you want to go, and it helps you actually get there. And your mind is no different. I call it a massive intelligent navigation device, mind. And it'll always tell you where you're going based on how you're feeling in any given moment. That make sense? I'm preaching to the choir because you know this stuff, but sometimes we just need to be reminded of it. So the first part is to set your goals, to continually set your goals. Now, how many of you set goals in here? I think most of you. And some of you may not even write them down, but you're setting goals. 
How many of you are actually looking at your goals every day, reviewing your goals, achieving them? Okay. That's the persistence in it in terms of continually being focused. Because a lot of times we fool ourselves. We think, I wrote a goal down. I should get it now. Now, just because you write a goal down doesn't mean you're going to achieve it. Yet if you persist in making a commitment and that you're willing to do whatever it takes to achieve that goal, you will start to see the people, places, things, events, opportunities, and ideas come to you as if by magic. They'll show up in your life. An example is, is this. One of the stories I tell is when I was in grade 10, I wanted to get into the finals of the Canadian Amateur Wrestling Championships. Now, how many of you are familiar with WWF? Okay, that's not what I'm talking about. This is the real Olympic wrestling, very tough, mentally demanding. And at the time, I got into the sport. I was only involved in the sport for two years, and I loved the sport. So I made a commitment. I wanted to get into the finals. So I was willing to do everything it took to get into the finals that year. So I trained five to six days per week, two to three hours a day, overcame a neck injury, a knee injury, and all of my thoughts were consumed by wrestling. Well, maybe not all my thoughts. I was in grade 10, so there was a few other thoughts I was having at the time. Yet I would sit in math class, and all I'd do is visualize winning my matches, going through all the different moves. Uh, true story, I did fail math that year. But for any of the kids in here, I don't encourage you to do that. Make sure you stay focused on your academics. Point is that I was continually focused upon those, those, that goal. Uh, at the tournaments, I did quite well. It appeared that I was confident, although I was very nervous before my matches. I'd start to use the self-talk. I can do this. I can win. I can do this. I can win. Still had those nervous feelings. But it would help me push through the nervousness. And then finally get into the national championships. The team's there with me, and it's my turn to shine. So I wrestled my first three matches, and I win all the matches. Felt very fortunate. Get into the semifinals. This is the next match, which would determine if I get my goal to get into the finals and uh, then obviously wrestle for the championship. So I'm wrestling the strongest opponent of the tournament, much more experienced, five-minute match. Just imagine going back and forth, back, back and forth, five minutes. So we get into our stance, whistle blows, boom, we're off. Go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, ends up as a tie. Sudden death overtime. So I get into my stance, whistle blows, and I don't even know and remember exactly how it went down, but I was so committed, I was thinking, I can do this, I can win, I can do this, I can win. I was in a trance to win. And so what happened is I won. So I felt fantastic. I overcame my challenges. I stayed focused upon what I wanted. And I won. So I got into the finals. So next day, I wrestled the final match, which is the championship. And guess what? I lost. Yeah. You don't have to awe for me. Because I felt pretty good about the... the uh, the getting into the finals, yet the point was is that what I realized is a very, very valuable point at that time, looking back now, is that I focused on just getting into the finals. Just getting into the finals. And that's exactly what I set out to do. I was very persistent in doing that, yet that's all I set out to do. I didn't even think about actually winning the match. So it really taught me a valuable lesson is that whatever you've set your mind to, you can do. But it's not just about setting your mind to it. It's about taking that action, being willing to do whatever it takes. So my question is, for all of you, with Christmas coming and all the wonderful distractions and maybe all the resolutions for next year, what are you committed to doing over the next year? What are you willing to do in terms of making sure that you achieve your goals, your dreams, your aspirations? And not just to pay the price and give up all the things that 
are fun in life. I want you to have a ton of fun while you do those things in terms of setting your mind to those goals and having fun doing that. Because it is a journey. Because once you get to the next goal, you realize that there's other goals beyond that. In fact, the group that went to the, the moon, they came back, I think it was in, the, in 69, was it? They went to the moon? They went to the moon, they came back, and they were depressed. Because after you've gone to the moon, where do you go from there? So they had to actually, some of them were in depression. They had to go through some counseling. So you've got to continually set those goals, continually look at where you want to go. Because once you get to one goal, you're going to be ready for another one. In fact, one of my favorite mentors once said, Jim Rohn, he said, the true purpose of goals is that they compel you to become the person it takes to achieve them. They compel you to become the person it takes to achieve them. So you become more. I think Oprah Winfrey's up here, and that's what she says. It's to evolve into the complete person you are intended to be. Complete person is you're just continually growing and expanded. So the first part is setting a goal. Setting what you want in life, in all aspects of what you want. The P in GPS is to pretend. Now, to pretend is to be in that childlike state to believe that anything is possible, to make it happen. But the way you make it happen is you actually believe it's already happened before you've achieved it. Doesn't that make sense? You act as if. You pretend. And any given moment, you're focused upon something. And it's always in the now. Even if you're thinking of the past, you're doing it now. Even if you're th thinking of the future, you're doing it now. So it's always in the now. So whatever you're focusing upon now is what you're attracting in life. Some of you may, may be thinking of other thoughts right now going, I wonder when he's going to be done up there. I wonder what I'm going to have for lunch. And those are the thoughts that you're focusing on. So how can you pretend? Well, you can pretend by just visualizing as if you've already achieved your goal, your dream. How many of you are familiar with Lori Ann Munzer? Lori Ann Munzer is a, an Olympic gold medalist. She is a gold medalist that is uh, in cycling. And I know her personally. And I thought, what better way... Uh, to translate a message than to ask an Olympian how, how she visualizes and pretends. And I said to her, I said, Lorianne, how successful, uh, or I, my question was, how much did you visualize and how did that play into your success? And she says, Wayne, it was like 90% of my success. I said, really? And I wasn't that surprised because I'm a big believer in visualization, the power of your imagination, the power of focus. But the next question I had for you was, how much did you visualize every day? And this is what surprised me. She says, Wayne, I visualize no more than 10 minutes a day. And that astounded me. Like, there was not two hours per periods of meditation and visualization. It was 10 minutes a day consciously. She would take herself into a, a very quiet area, and she would just visualize, rehearse herself going through all the movements and really believe as if she was there. Just like me in math class. I was really there. My body was moving. I was so integrated into thinking I've already achieved what I want. So, my challenge is to you. How many of you will take that 10 minutes a day? If you're not already doing it, then fantastic. I congratulate you. But 10 minutes a day, could you do that? Just visualizing what you want? And that's my challenge. Because the hardest part about it is not knowing about it. Because we all know about these things. We're inundated by all this material. You can go grab more books on it. The part that really is the important part is doing it is the persistence. Getting yourself to manage the focus so you actually take action and you do it. And you focus upon those things and you start doing it. So that's my challenge. And we're going to do a little bit here today. The last little part of this, we'll have about uh, three minutes to do it. 
The last part of the GPS is the S, which is state management. State management, what that means is that how you feel in any given moment, your state, your mental and emotional state, and that all depends upon one of two things, where you're focusing, how you're focusing, and how you're moving your body at any given time. Because the words that you use, how you say those words, and how you move your body is how you communicate to yourself and others. So you've set a goal, you visualize 10 minutes a day, you're going to achieve your goal. Is that right? Maybe. We'll find out. Because there's things that come up that will, well, it's like blindside you when you least expect it. Have you ever had those things come up? Yeah, we always have them come up. I had one come up the other day. Ivy, uh, you could say, is a very intense baby and very challenging at times and very fussy. And I had my mind set on going to the CAPS convention. CAPS convention is a Canadian amateur, uh, Association of Professional Speakers. And I was so excited. I was like a kid in a candy store. I missed the, the meetings for years because I'd be working. But I set some time aside and I was, I was ready to go. And the night before, actually two nights before I went, Nicole and her mom were looking after Ivy that night. Um, her mom had to come over because she's an intense baby. So they had to take turns. And Nicole looked at me and I saw this look and she was just in tears. And she says, Wayne, I need you around. My initial thought was, ooh, I, yeah, I was selfish. I really wanted to go. Yet I also knew my first priority was to be there. And it blindsided me. I started to create some really negative self-talk to myself. I was really frustrated. And then I started to change it around. I said, you know what? There's another meeting next year. There's another conference next year. I really need to be here for Nicole and the baby, and I really need to take care of them. That's where I'm needed most. And I turned it around. Now, I could have let that whole experience go on for a week, two weeks. I could still be thinking about it today in terms of the negativity that I had at the moment. But it was my ability to react to that situation, my ability to respond and start talking to myself a little bit differently and feeling better. And it took about four hours, and I was over it. And I just left it behind. Now, it was Nicole that kept coming back, and she felt guilty about me staying. But I said, don't worry. I'm over that. So the times and places when you least expect it and you get blindsided, the times where you hit that adversity, that becomes your university. It really does. It becomes, what can you learn from it? Because once you set a goal and you start doing this stuff, the times that are going to be the most challenging are when you have to step up, and you've got to be persistent. You've got to be really persistent. And you've got to not like let the negativity get in the way. You've got to overcome it. So I'd like to finish off with a little meditation. It's a little exercise, guided meditation that I take everybody through. I get you to feel really, really good. So you all have to just think of a goal, something you really, really want. You all ready? And even if you have a hard time doing that, that's a pretty neat uh, little experience because then you're starting to search for what you want. You're creating it right now. If you have any little frustration of, hmm, what do I want? Well, then you're starting to bring it into your existence. In a few moments, I'll get you to close your eyes. You're going to take a deep breath. You're going to feel fantastic. The point is to pretend as if you've already achieved this goal. You'll feel so excellent, so amazing, that you will then create an association. I call it a mind trigger, where you will think of your favorite color and put your hand to your heart. And from this day forward, anytime you think your favorite color, put your hand to your heart, you will create that feeling. I call it the inner magic. And you'll feel so good that you can overcome any of those times where you are challenged. And you can use that as a tool. I won't be able to get you to feel good on your own but I'll help you through this. And then you can take this with you 
to help you be persistent, to persist through anything that challenges you. Are you all ready? Okay, good. Okay, making sure you're sitting up. Make sure you put a big, bold smile on your face as if you're the happiest person in the world. Because the way you move your body does create your state. And when you have a good state to begin with, it's easier to pretend as if you've achieved your goal. And in a moment, you're going to hear some music, get you to close your eyes. Main thing is to make sure that you pretend as if you've achieved your goal to feel it in your body. So I'm going to get you to close your eyes right now. Take a deep breath in. Let all the stress and tension out. And we'll play that music. I want all of you right now just to picture and imagine the one thing you really, really want. Whatever it is, call it a dream, a goal, an aspiration, but it's something you want. It's part of your G. Now you're going to the P. You're going to pretend as if you've achieved it. And know this, that deep within your heart, there's a magical spark that lights the fire of your imagination. The spark is your desire, your unending motivation for you to compel yourself to go forward. Your imagination is your plan-making department. It allows you to see the future before you've even achieved it. So whatever you're seeing, I want you right now just to amplify it, magnify it. If you hear the sounds, make them louder. If you feel the feelings, make them more intense. And on the count of three, if you haven't already done so, when I snap my fingers, I want you to believe as if you've already achieved that goal. You may want to celebrate with a yes, clenching your fist, or you may just want to shed a tear, whatever it is for you. Feel it in your body and keep your eyes closed. That way you won't get distracted and you stay within. One, two, here goes, three. You just did it. You achieved your goal, your dream, and you feel fantastic. Feeling fantastic is your true, natural self connected really to the magic of who you really are. And as you're feeling great and it's starting to amplify, those feelings are like going up and down your spine like pure electricity. You'll be able to uh, associate this feeling to your favorite color. So I want you to think of your favorite color right now. Think of it now. And on the count of three, when I snap my fingers, feel as though a paintbrush splatters the color under the feeling. Feeling will become the color. The color will become the feeling. It'll go from the tips of your toes to the top of your head. They'll unite and become one. One, two, three. Think of your color and feel the feeling. Feel the feeling and think of your color. From this day forward, anytime you think your favorite color or see your favorite color, you feel so much passion, intensity, motivation that you'll do one thing every day until you've achieved that goal, then you move to the next. You want more of that? Sure you do. It's the air that you breathe. On a count of three, reach out and grab a piece of air and pull it into your heart. When your hand touches your heart, that feeling will ripple and magnify even more. One, two, three. Grab it and pull it into your heart. Just like a pebble that goes into a pond and it ripples all over so the feeling's within you. From this day forward, anytime you think your favorite color, putting your hand to your heart, either or, you feel so much passion, excitement. You'll do one thing every day until you've achieved your dream. You see, some people believe in their doubts. Other people doubt their beliefs. You believe in yourself. If anybody tells you different, they're wrong. You will persist in achieving your dreams, goals, and aspirations, but the most important thing is to have fun doing it. On the count of three, you'll open your eyes. You'll feel wonderfully refreshed. You'll take a deep breath in, stretch, and ready to take on the day. One, feeling fantastic. Two, almost there. And three. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I thank you all for coming out. This is absolutely amazing, and I feel blessed, honored, and very grateful that I've been able to share this with you. And Pat and everyone else has asked me to do that. So I wish you a very, very Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. Thank you very much, and enjoy the magic.